With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to RSG One Mic. It's the place where, you know, we put that issue in the middle of the table and I'll nibble on it. Hank will nibble on it. And Darnell, the super intern, will nibble on it. Uh, but we'll get into the issues. Uh, but we always, you know, warm it up with a little bit of open mic. So it's a fun show. But if you want to catch us, check us out on our uh, Real Sports Guys on all platforms. Uh, you can also get me. Last time I didn't get this right. RSG D. Wills. You can catch that. Uh, if you want to hit me up, don't come. Don't come weak. Don't come into my mentions. My DMs are crazy because I will respond. And I might even have my—I might even have our dog cocaine with me uh, when we do it. Our hosts uh, are brought to you, and callers are brought to you by Patreon. Go to Patreon to support underground artists and performers. You can catch RSG on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash RSG Live. Hey, we've had some good runs. I hope y'all been checking out all the content we delivering. Uh, before I uh, bring the super intern Darnell on. To be in that captain's chair, he's been killing it. I do want to let y'all know a special announcement. Now, the game changer, you know, he he, he tries to uh, say that I'm always in the back room stirring something up. You know, he's you know he said I'm like Suge Knight without the anger management. But uh, this is a team effort. This is a team effort here, and uh, we are officially taking RSG again on the road. We're going to the Maui invitation. I will be in building in Maui. Illinois will be in the building. Duke will be in the building. Arizona will be in the building. Gonzaga will be in the building. Xavier will be in the building. And yes, RSG will be in the building as well. So stay tuned for, we'll be giving you more details. Be watching it. We're going to try and put some interviews together, some stuff, you know, together. I'm trying to bring these fellas into the conversation. Uh, while I'm on the ground in Maui, but you don't know where you're going to see us. We started out little mom and pop, and we're trying to grow. So, uh, but having said that, we're going to get into the show. Before we pass it to my man, Darnell, you know, we got to do the introductions, warming up a little bit. We got Big Hank in there. What's up, brother? How you doing? Hey, man, it's always good to be here. Always good to see everybody. See your lovely faces out there in TV land. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, this is great. It's the first day. Of November yes you know as one sport ends another one starts to begin we just finished up the World Series and baseball and now it's on to what college basketball well you just got to love it you know when it's just one season in the other one just starts up it's just great to be a sports fan I'm telling you the truth well hey I'm glad here you know this is it's heating up and a lot of topics we're gonna talk about today will tell you man the sports world is heating up and uh, we've been fortunate so to have a young man judge, like I said, we cross generation, and now we got the youngins in the building. Add a little bit of flavor, adding they little, they little, they little, little, little uh, uh, sauce and shaking to it. 
And so, you know, we can't move on without bringing our newest addition in. And the man who's going to be in the captain's chair tonight, my man Darnell, the super intern. What's up, brother? How you doing? Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose. Man, nothing made the eighth grader in me happier than watching Derrick Rose drop 50 last night, man. Um, this is this is a great day for me, man. Derrick Rose is back. <laughs> man, I heard that, and, you know, you know, I'm I'm also working on a degree. I'm riding. I'm trying to work on my degree. So I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this game. And then I heard Derrick Rose hit 50. I'm like, he but his knees must have been oiled up. He must have went in and did some yoga. He ate right, <laughs> like all the stars, because you know he been he been lugging back. So you young guys, that's that's your generation's. Uh, superstar oh, yeah, right there, D. Rose. I was watching Derrick Rose's um high school highlights when I was in um like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. Yeah, man, Derrick Rose was the guy for us. There it used to be Derrick Rose, John Wall when was coming up because when we was like first like getting really into the game, that's when it mm -hmm. was coming up. Like hearing about John Wall, Derrick Rose, you had yeah. um, Blake Griffin. Yep. Yeah. You, you so we are we all still in our age. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hank, you've been talking about Oscar Robinson. No, <laughs> that's before my time. Oh, man. Tight shorts, tight shorts. There you go. Shorts cutting off your circulation. I'm mad. I saw Earl Monroe. No, no. no. <laughs> Look here. And we could go with the Zeke, and we could go with uh, uh, Kareem. Now, they have some short shorts, too. But let me tell you something. Uh, I watched that, and it was like, Derrick Rowe had the had the lady he said that you scored 50 points. How you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he been through. <laughs> I mean he done been through. I scored 50 points in a game in, in late October on Halloween. <laughs> I'm glad thank God. I, I'm, I'm healthy enough to do this. I'm gonna fall out start crying. Okay, really? Come on, you did it before. I understand. No, people thought he was gonna be out the league. He was boohooing. People he thought Derrick Rose was gonna be out the league. Now he out here dropping fifty. They like, they like, they like <laughs> you thought you thought he won Game Seven. <laughs> you thought he gonna do the you thought he gonna do the Rocky Rocky. You know, hey, we can come together. Anyone hey. can get together. We can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're big one I have a dream speech. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, youngin. Oh, you got the captain's chair. He was red eyed. He was. He was booing. And, and I know that's where you want to begin tonight. So oh, I know you saw some of the game, Devon, or you saw some highlights or something. Yeah, man, but I tell you, it it, uh, it was I, it was like a it was like a Back to the Future type video. I was like, yeah. you know, don't they might they might be checking his urine because yeah. <laughs> something like how you can go from broke knee to crossing folks over. But but he didn't. But he if you watch that game though, he did something. He was really lighting it up from the three. Yeah. Okay. So when you watch where he got a lot of his points for us, he was really he really shot the ball well from the perimeter. Um, Which was his biggest inside. was his biggest issue? Yeah, I mean, so he went inside, and they was even saying like he's just not a good three point shooter. 
but he was lighting that puppy up last night. Well, he was lighting up in the playoffs last year too. He was shooting yeah. like forty-seven percent coming off the bench. Right, right. I mean, so you're not taking. I'm not yeah. taking nothing away from him. He was on. You yeah. know, and if you're gonna if you're gonna light it up like that, you're gonna be on. But it ain't like he was doing the old Derrick Rose crossing over up in the middle. Now he might have did a couple two or three things, but the ankles was like, hold on, brother. Stay, out, <laughs> stay outside. Stay in your lane. Well, somebody got to step and, up. Who's about playing aggressive? Huh? I said somebody got to step up because Carl Towns ain't playing playing the No, game. you're right. You're right. But he did his thing <laughs> last night, and congratulations to him. That was fabulous. And, and it was another performance where they probably they needed all those points. But the other yeah, thing is, I've always I've always said about Derrick Rose, even when he was at his best, was that the Bulls would get where they need to be if they could win at the level they were winning, but he was scoring 22 points. Mm-hmm controlling the tempo, um, working his outside game, because he could always get a shot wherever he wanted to get it. But if he could get to the point where because he was such a dominant player, control the tempo of the game and use his quickness to get everybody else involved. And one of the things about it, I think that he's got to figure out now that he's still somewhat quick. He'll never be what he is. But by improving his outside shot, doing some other things, thinking from the neck up, not, you know, you know, having his athleticism dominates. That might be something that can help that Minnesota team down the stretch, particularly if they move on from Butler, who they said, you know, he was the only one who didn't really come out and graduate, even though he was in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, they got a history. Anyway, they probably meant in defense a little bit, but, you know, somehow he is 50, and then it becomes about Butler not being out there congratulating him. But uh, I'm happy for the brother, you know, for, for finding that fountain of youth. But, you know, he might be like John Dawk, but, but like uh, uh, your boy Dawkins for the Philadelphia 76ers. He was like, uh, don't count on that tomorrow. They <laughs> <laughs> well, say, take a picture. Well, speaking of shooting the ball, there's a, there's a John B. lookalike out in Oakland that was lighting it up the other day. He had a headband on and everything. New look, new – well, not new me because Clay does this all the time. But Clay dropped – 50 points, if I, I think it was 50 points, 52 points. And he only dribbled the ball about five or six times. Yeah. About that? Clay can do that anytime he wants to. Um, you know, he's been struggling up until this point. He's only shooting uh, 12%. This yeah, season. but uh, it's not surprising. I mean, he's got so many, you know, he's had those great playoff performances where he just lights it up. I mean, that's the benefit of it. You know, it's – but, you know, it's the old Hubie Brown rule. You know, can you do this when uh, you're responsible to do it for 75? Like superstars have to do it for 75 nights a year, as Hubie would say. And so he can do this for this kind of night, but, you know, when you talk about superstardom, and that's what it's hard to evaluate with Golden State, is can he do this when he's the low, or could he break down like Penny Hardaway? Mm-hmm. If he had to then do it for, like, a performance like this, like, you know, Kobe had to hold up. If Kobe didn't perform at 70, 75 nights, they wouldn't win it. And so that's the that's the part you can evaluate. Any one of these superstars, KD's obviously showed that. But you remember when um, uh, 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 they had they didn't have KD and all those cats were logging them in. So when Curry was breaking down, when it becomes so, he doesn't surprise me that he put a performance like this because it's like you would everybody else who's singing the right notes, and then you just come in and sing your note, you know, your voice is saved. You know, you ain't, you ain't really had to sing every night. You didn't have right. to sing 300 nights a year, you know? And so right. it was time for you to take the solo tonight. You did your thing. And so right. Right. it didn't surprise you. It's a great performance, but 
I don't know what to do with it. What does it tell me about how he projects over 70 games? Again, you're talking about a performance uh, on a random night in October where you can get hot, all right? You done did all your drills and stuff over the summer. And like you said, you're going to see performances like that. And he's very capable. You know, I think what what uh, surprised a lot of people was the, the amount of uh, threes that he shot and was consistent on, he actually broke a record. He broke the record that Steph Curry had set, which is, you know, pretty good. But again, he's one of the Splash Brothers. You would pretty much expect them to go back and forth on that, you know? Yes. So um, that the, the fact that he shot that well should be more of uh, an encouragement to the, um, the Golden State Warriors that, that he's got that in him. All right, and as you said, with that squad they got, that's not going to be required of him every night, but he can do it. And it looks like that they were more than willing, at least that night, to feed him the rock and let him go ahead and do his thing. You know, that just kind of tells the other league, look, we got somebody else who can lose their mind on you outside of, you know, KD and Steph. So that's what I saw with it. Like I said, you know, but you you take it for what it is. A random night in October and the and the uh, the rim looked like a swimming pool to him. Uh, I see most of you guys are going towards um... – you got to do this um, on a more consistent basis, but um, how would you think um, Cassius Clay would do um, if he had his own team? What would you think Clay Thompson would like if he was on, let's say, like the Miami Heat? Did you call him Cassius? Cassius? You call him Cassius Clay? Yep, that's Clay Allen right there. But again, I think on that team, he would shine. Um, they got they got, they got a, a great and he's a great defensive player so he fit into the Heat philosophy, um, you know. But the the key is you're the focal point now. Yeah, you're you're the person that teams are in a scouting report saying we got to we're gonna double get the ball out of your hand versus he can still get single team right. He's still gonna get it because people aren't going to uh, try to double him and leave Durant open. So I think he played well. I just don't know. And it's in the East. So, you know, he could he could do it, but he's not going to do it as efficiently. He's going to have to put the ball on the floor. You know, you can you can shoot that way when people are looking at so many other places, but when you're the focal point, will he be as efficient? He's going to have to put the ball on the floor a little yeah, bit more because people uh, are running out the three. I, one thing I, different things. But one thing I saw um, back when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers, this, this year is probably um, 2015. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the first year they won. The very, very first year they won when Delavadova was um supposed to be the Steph Curry stopper, right? So um, Clay got hot, right? And then they tried to put Delavadova on Clay, and we saw we saw more of the stuff that Clay can do. Like if he had more, like um, if he had more of a usage rate, because we uh, we saw Clay Thompson play out the post doing the post fadeaway, kind of like Kobe does, kind of like um. Not, not like Kobe. It looks a little different, but um, he was doing that. He was taking shots off the dribble. We could, um, I think he could, um, he can, he can create his own shot if he needs to. Here's what I see. Okay, when you're looking at a Clay Clay Thompson, and ask yourself this. Okay, when you had the Oklahoma uh, City Thunder, and you had KD on that team, you had Harden on that team, and Westbrook on that team, you could see each and every one of those guys as superstars in and of themselves, right? You could see in Harden that he could really take over a game on his own. You've seen Westbrook try to do it. And we all knew what KD was doing, right? 
when you look at this Golden State Warrior team, well, we've already seen that with Steph. We're, afraid, we're, we're aware of that with KD. Do you see that with a Clay Thompson? Do you see a Clay Thompson being the focal point, being the center, uh, the, 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 the center beam to your foundation, to your, to your, to your, to your franchise? You know, yeah, he can do some great things, but he's been a compliment now, and, I, and, and he's had opportunities. You know, with Steph being out, with KD being out, and they are just not as scary of a team to me when you have those guys. And when you when he's had his opportunity with these guys to take over, um, and I think that's been the, the the knock on him. I think that when you see what happened the other night, why there was such an eyebrow raise was because it was Clay Thompson. You know, um, so that's the thing I see. But could now could he go to the East? Well, you know, you could take any really formidable superstar, put him in the East right now, and they could probably make an impact. But does his game translate into that the guy in the last two minutes of the game, the guy in the last five minutes of the game that you're going to continually feed the rock to? And then on top of that, expect him to come back down the floor 82 nights a week and still play that level of defense with increased minutes. You know, I think, I, I think that's where it remains to be seen. And the part that that is not said – that's a benefit for him. Benefit for him being in Golden State is that the other aspect of that role you're talking about, Darnell, is leadership. Yeah, and he gets. To, he's a California kid. A lot of guys talk about. You know, he's kind of quirky. He goes out, and does his surfing. How would he? How would he fare in the leadership aspect of the role, where you have to be the vocal leader? You have to be on mentally as well. You know, part of what takes the toll of somebody like Durant and folks like that is that they're not quite allowed to not be the vocal leader, not allowed to not push other people. And so we don't know how he's going to perform when you have that extra added burden of vocal. Right now he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't want to. You got Draymond, you got a whole bunch of, so he can pick and choose where he is. But when you're in that spot getting paid that kind of money, you got other responsibilities around building and developing your teammates. And I'm not sure how much of that he always, I'm not saying he doesn't burden that, but I'm not sure. He's not like Draymond calls, texting by 3 o'clock in the morning. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Let's get together, big dog. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you have to do. He's not like LeBron creating outings with his teams and, and doing the team building stuff throughout the, the year, understanding those – like I don't see him taking on those kind of things, but that's part of that responsibility of being that top echelon player. Now, is he always a number two? He can do that because you can pick and choose when you do that. But if you the dog, then you, you got to be the one thinking, up. looking around. It's not about what you just do. That's why he can score like that. Because a lot of times it's just about he got to stay ready. But it's, not, he, it's making sure he stay ready and then all them other guys in the locker room stay ready. I'm not sure about him taking on that burden. Yeah. What would he look like on Philly? Or like a Milwaukee? Like if he was a, a number two, like if he was a – like Philly, he, he probably looks better on Milwaukee, I say, than Philly. Philly, he probably looks great on both those teams because he knows how to fit in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He can fit in. He's a missing piece. He knows how to fit in. But you're talking about leading. That's what I was about to say. Could he fit in? Would he be, he'd be a great compliment on any team you mentioned yeah. in the East. Yeah. Okay? It's not that he wouldn't be a great compliment. But what are you asking him to do? Okay? Is he going to be a compliment to – You're talking about match player. Yeah. You, you yeah. ask him to be a match player, which means what? He needs to come in there and take over a team. Is he capable of doing that? Look, you could say the same thing about a Carmelo Anthony. He could score all over the place, but he simply was not a leader. Okay, and in some cases, he would be considered a cancer. I'm not saying that at all about Klay Thompson, but 
what are you asking him to do on these other teams for that for that for that amount of money? You know, coming from a championship pedigree of Golden State, which he was not the man. Okay, but he wants to be paid that way. And I think when you're asking that question, I'm assuming that you're saying he's going to be taking on the max role. But when yeah. you say you put him on other teams, you're not putting him on other teams as a common player. You put him on as the max person. Right. No, I, I, I mentioned that because, Apex I mentioned that because where I was sensing where this is pretty much going is yeah. you guys don't think he would do very well as the number one guy, number one option. That's why um, I then asked what would he look like on a team like Milwaukee where you would do you have once you have like a star like in Giannis, but pretty much you're the number two guy instead of being the number four like on but I think that would be like a Pippin Jordan just in terms of framework around two guys who would lock down your wings yeah and could score on offense right who but I think would have much more harmony that's that would be a great one too because they both are committed to defense he adds that outside element. Giannis is improving. They would be, you know, 1A, 1B, you know, very locked down for yeah. the next five, ten years. they causing problems. And plus they got kind of personality seem like they would get along. That's a different kind of makeup than he's like KD. Like you asking him to come in like LeBron. And whoever that star is there is assuming they come in number two, right? Because he's coming at, he's going to be that, you know, cats like that, The you know, Durant walked in, and just walking in, everybody knew he was top dog now. Even with all them stars in there, everybody kind of knew Durant was the business, right? Yeah. Is he going to be that? Is is that Clay? Well, speaking of Durant, well, <laughs> Kevin Durant has stated that he what he wants out of this next year is he wants to get paid, man. He um he said he hasn't had his big contract yet, and he wants to get a, get the max. Two, I'm talking two hundred million dollars, break the bank. So um, what I'm thinking is, if he wants the max, Draymond wants him. He wants to get paid. Clay Thompson's contract is up after this year. If you are Bob Myers, which is the Warriors GM, who would you who would you keep and who would you try to get rid of? And especially, um, or who would you like spare to get rid of? With um, Demarcus Cousins actually coming, with Demarcus Cousins coming back onto the next season, adding that into the equation. Wow. Well, you know what? Who is your most valuable trade bait right now? Okay. Um, but you got Demarcus Cousins, which it seemed like to me, Darnell, what you did was uh, set that one up. If you got Demarcus Cousins, then clearly you're looking at potentially moving uh, Draymond Green. Right. Okay. If you're going to keep Demarcus Cousins, then you're going to, you're going to try to move uh, Draymond Green uh, and, and think that he could take that role. And so if, if you're trying to move somebody that now, now Clay Thompson to me, we've been talking about him is the most intriguing. All right. Because if he's coming up on a max deal, okay, you got to get something for him. You got, you're not going to be able to pay all these guys, especially if you win a third championship. Okay. If you get, if you, if you win a third championship, now you need to really start trying to trim some payroll back and start trying to do some other things. So if you're talking about moving to Clay Thompson, what can you get for him and where would you send him to? Okay, but if I were to look at the way the NBA is running right now, if I'm going to keep a Boogie Cousins, okay, the assumption is you're going to keep a Boogie Cousins. Then if you got a um, healthy Boogie Cousins, then it seems to me that uh, a Draymond Green will make a logical uh, choice to try to move. 
Um, and the also piece when you think about that too is uh, you have some teams where you, you could probably move him. You could probably put him in, in, in some place, especially if you want to see him to the East. I know before Detroit Pistons made the move to get um, uh, Blake Griffin, there was a lot of rumblings around here that Draymond Green might be somebody that would help this 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 team here. But that would be, if, 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 from from what we're talking about, that would be a move that I think I would make. Yeah. Um, and so is Draymond, Draymond going to be unrestricted or restricted? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he's unrestricted. I, so, I think he's unrestricted because he just signed a deal. He so you're talking about two. So if you're gonna make any deals with either Draymond or Clay, you're gonna do a, you in this season before trade. you win championship, huh? Yeah, you have to do a sign and trade because they're mm-hmm. unless you want to trade them before the season's over. Yeah, so it would probably be, it could be a sign and trade scenario, and if you do that, see the thing about Draymond, you ever have somebody who worked in your organization that. When they left, you realize how much they did. Like they did a job of three people. Right. And you only realize that they did a job of three people when they were gone. Right. Um, that's Draymond. <laughs> like Draymond doing work for the coaches. Draymond doing work on the boards. Draymond doing work. Everywhere. And nobody else has to do that because Draymond doing it. Right. So you got to realize, okay, do I got the cats who going to do what he's doing to anchor the defense? to do some of the stuff that's off the court to keep the, the guys emotionally in check and do so like that. If you got that, then you can then you, you can find out if you can do a sign and trade and move Draymond to a space. But the thing the thing I look at it like this is that as much as I love Clay, you got Curry, who's probably the greatest shooter of all time, and you got Durant, who it's close, <laughs> right? So from a, from an outside scoring and defense, you got that. Then you add Boogie and and Dre on the squad with you in a way. And Dre can play outside Boogie, and they can play interchangeable with some of the young talent you developing. I move Clay because you you now you got an interchangeable squad that can play any any way you want to play. You can play Boogie and Dre at the same time. You can play Boogie, Dre, Curry. You can play all the same time because they get all they all comfortable playing in space. The the issue that I would have with that though is when you look at the overall health of Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the last two seasons now, he's missed significant time with injury. All right, so uh, he is the stir. I mean, he's the he he is he is he's the uh, the, the, the the straw to stir the drink. You got to have him. Okay, uh, but what happens? You've got you've got to preserve your superstar somehow. All right, and, and that's what I'm looking at there. You, you got to preserve your superstar somehow. Now, what I'm looking at is like you win this. Now we're playing hypothetical here. You win a championship here, that's three in a row. All right, do you? Is history on your side in this modern day in the NBA to go four straight? And if not, then you have to start to, to develop more of your. Uh, Young talent, and 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 somebody got to go. Now, if you're saying to them, you, I hear what you're saying. They got uh, some young talent. They got to play them. Exactly. You got to play them, and you got to play them probably after this year. You're gonna have to make that move. You, you got to introduce some of them into the game but, right but, now. But, but but what are you look exactly? But what are you looking at doing? Because you cannot. This, you, you, your your history is telling you that your superstar mm-hmm. is not going to be able to sustain that much longer. This is why I go with Draymond because if you go with Draymond. What Clay isn't is a primary ball handler. 
Draymond gives you a point forward and KD can run. And you got some guys off the bench. So what, what preserved Curry is he can play off the ball more. Yeah. He can he can he can he can run off screens more. He don't always have to be the primary ball handler. So yeah. that's what that's why I say Draymond gives you an element as a primary ball handler that you don't get with Clay. Clay not a primary ball. He ain't really gonna help. You still got other shooters. You got some young cats you gotta bring into the game. Yeah, one thing, but one and thing. Boogie, and Boogie shoots like 40% from three. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Your center yeah. shoots 40% from yeah. three. And one thing that we're um, we're leaving out here is um one big thing that Clay Thompson does, if we look come playoff time, he's guarding every elite point guard. Like, um, he's he's uh, he's another guy that's preserving um Stephen Curry because if you look um Stephen Curry doesn't have to guard the Damian Lillards and Chris Pauls all the time. Um, Clay Thompson can take that burden. So um, who are we going to have at the two there? So if we move Clay Thompson, who would you try to get in return for that? Like, who would you try to fill that role with? Well, what what you've seen is is people are taking discounts to come play with Golden State. So you don't know who's even on the market, and that's a position. The 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 two guard and wing is a position where there's a lot of depth in the league. And you you gonna have, you might there's a lot of different ways to do it, but you also got to do it because you ain't got a force in the middle. You got boogie, right. so other part of defensively you can funnel people into boogie, right? So other things that help you is your scheme. And and last time I checked, Steve Kerr is really good with scheme. He's yeah. got some head coaches on there. So part of it is you needed to do that because you didn't always have a rim protector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the small lineups. Now you got a rim protector. All right, now let me put this um trade trade scenario in your ear because um, okay. we um we have the big guard um big two guard that can guard um the um, the one for Stephen Curry and we have a guy that can also space the floor at a cheaper option and I'm gonna tie this into an earlier thing I brought up with um Clay Thompson on the Bucks so what do you think about a um, possible Clay Thompson trade for Chris Middleton and some- I knew you would say that. <laughs> Chris Middleton is 6'8". He can shoot. He's yep. one of the more underrated players in the league. He has a great mid-range game. He can shoot three-pointers. He can defend. As I mentioned before, he's 6'8". He can bother any um, elite point guard. So, what do you think about that? I think it's a nice one. Nice one. And also, you got Iggy. Iggy guards point guards. Yeah, but Iggy's getting long in the tooth, man. Yeah, but you, if, you, if you can get him as a bridge, a bridge stopper. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I like the Middleton trade if the numbers work. Yeah, I, he's yeah. underrated. I love him. I, I don't think they would do it because I think the contract coming up, he want to be. I think Clay would want a max deal. Yeah, that's that, that's that's the only thing. Okay, I think Clay going to end up going to Lakers. He, yeah, he's going to want a max deal. Yeah, and, and I can see that too. I, I but I would definitely get a first rounder for him. But if you're Milwaukee, well, wouldn't you want to play? Wouldn't you want to pay Clay Thompson? Like, um, do they have enough cap space to um, secure him and Giannis? Because the rest of the team is young. You have Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. He's, he's young. He's a second, third-year player. You have um, Wilson on the team. You got John Henson. I don't imagine he's making a lot of money. Right. Your good point, the point that I'll make is that Kirk came, came from San Antonio and watched right. the way the organization, Buford and those guys, managed transition. So the one thing that Steve Kirk does have in his experience is working for a top organization that was basically winning 50 games for like, I mean, 20 something years, watching it manage transition. And the other thing about it is we can't underestimate the fact that Kevin Durant is young. And Kevin Kevin still can, 
like I love Clay, but Kevin can, Kevin has not um, maxed out in the work he could do for Golden State. He's he's on some things he's deferred a lot. So I don't even think Golden State got the full KD. So for some of the things that Clay was able to do, you also are getting probably a fuller KD taking on much more aggressiveness, which is could be a problem because right now people benefit from the fact that KD isn't always aggressive because of all the other things. What you could get is a very aggressive KD that can make up for a lot of things that people might be missing. But I think Kerr, because of his San Antonio experience, may, you know, I think he's mapping out those scenarios. You can't keep these guys together. At some point, the youngins got to go and spread their wings. I don't think Clay, you know, Clay's second generation. We're talking about Steph and Clay. They're talking about their second generation. They grew up on money and around the NBA. The kinds of things that motivate them ain't the kind of things that motivate a lot of other cats. So, like, he's making enough money. He likes to surf. So, a lot of it comes down to also Clay's value systems that's different than many other players who are not second generation like they are. Like, he's okay with, he's going to get, he wants to get paid, but he don't need to break the bank. He might sign a one year deal. And then come back with something different, you know. So those scenarios also play out with Clay, where where KD was taking the sacrifice. You know, maybe he does a one year deal or do something different to stay where he's at. Because I don't think he has the same kind of demands on his life like some other cats do. So we have to have to watch out for that too, as as well. You want to get us some beef? What's the beef, man? Oh, uh, um, this week we had Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly. This one has been going on for a pretty long time. Uh, when Actually, when KD and Westbrook were on the same team, Westbrook was injured by um, Patrick Beverly. He um, tore his meniscus on the play. When he was when he was going to – he was dribbling across the sideline, getting ready to call timeout. Patrick Beverly dives to try to steal the ball. In front of him, makes him stop abruptly, and he tears his meniscus, and he misses um, a lot of the postseason. So – this beef has been brewing for a long time. We know these guys don't like each other. Yeah. It's going on again, man. I saw um, Russell Westbrook. He scored on Patrick Beverly. I think it was in the post or something. And he walks down the court and moves my camera a little bit. And he um, acts like he's rocking the baby, trying to rock him to sleep. And I don't know if it's the next possession, but it was a couple possessions later. Patrick Beverly does the exact same thing. To, um, Dennis Schroeder, he scores him in the paint. And then he rocks the baby back. <laughs> and then Westbrook and then John, they're John back and forth, Westbrook and Beverly. And Patrick Beverly dies at him. It was, it was like one of those, like, you ever seen like one of those little corners trying to tackle a big running back? You just. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is like Marvin Hagler and Hearns. It's like these. This is like pay per view because both these cats are straight G's. This is like these, the are, these, these, these are the cats you don't mess with. And I was like, man, these cats are like cats are really showing up. But the thing about the thing about Beverly, he got that hair. He looking wild and crazy, like. Like he might cut you. <laughs> he that struggle, that south side struggle. So yeah, man, I'm like, they don't like each other, you know, and then Westbrook, you know, he, you know the LA inning. 
So I was like, man, this stuff, I don't know if once they get started, I don't know who's going to stop them. But yeah, it was funny the way they, they went back at it. And uh, I was like, man, this is the NBA getting heated up. And when these two get it, you have to watch them every time on the court. Referees have to come in like, y'all, y'all be careful here tonight. Because yes. once them two kids started, and they like John, they like, and, and the thing about it is right after that stuff happened, Westbrook got the ball, and Beverly was right up in his grill, dinging him up, like, like all up on him, like what, 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 like right after him, broke him up. So yeah, man, this is, this is, this is, this is made for television. I'm going to be watching them next time they go at it. Yeah, this is one you want to see, see them play in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And, and you want the referees to swallow their whistle. Yeah. Let them go. Just let them go. But too bad the Clippers will not be making the playoffs this year. I know. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> but see that. But see, you got to raise the stakes somewhere. What you going to do? Have them play on Christmas? <laughs> have, have, uh, they, they should they, force a trade. Patrick Beverly has to go back to the Rockets. Yeah. Well, he got to go back. We got a we had a firing in the NBA. Tyron Lue, man. He's gone after an only six start. Pretty bad, but um, it's, this happens, man. When um, when LeBron leaves a team, we saw this a couple of times before. And it usually, it usually leaves a pretty big void, and that's what we that's what we're seeing here in Cleveland. So, do you think Tyron Lue should have been fired, or do you think Lue was too early? Let me take this one real quick. When I look at this, zero six, okay. Um. Tyron Lue, we all know this. Tyron Lue was handpicked by LeBron James to be the coach. All right. Uh, Tyron Lue did some some pretty skillful things. You know, had to give him a little bit of credit during the finals. I mean, it, you, you did he have talent? Absolutely. But he did the championship that they won. Uh, he did some things uh, to get that team over the hump. What do I see with this team right now is a very complacent team. I, I saw today that J.R. Smith is demanding a trade. You know, I would assume he wants to go to a team that's being sponsored by Hennessy, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> Don't know about you know, you know, he, he, he forgot. He, you know, he, he, he thought he thought LeBron was still on the team. Um, <laughs> so, but, just, but, but, but that being said, uh, I think it's actually, I think they're doing Tyron Lue a favor. Okay, this is a team that's in rebuilding mode, obviously. Uh, he, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit premature six games in. But I wouldn't be surprised if behind the scenes it was like, I just don't have the, the energy to coach this team this year. Okay, that's probably not being said. Everything was flowery. His announcement was, you know what, I thank uh, the um, the Cleveland Cavaliers for the opportunity, blah, 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 blah. We've heard the narrative. But, you know, in this situation, you just took a coach that's got you to the finals with LeBron James, obviously, uh, two years in a row, three years in a row, and you get fired. So I just think that he was like, I'm ready to go. I, I, I can't do that with this team and y'all going in another direction. Okay, so how how fast before we see Tyron Lue in LA? That's a good question. Probably as an assistant. I don't know. Yeah. As an assistant, probably as an assistant. But I wouldn't be surprised if his name didn't come up uh, as coaches start to make their exit. Okay, there's a lot of coaches out there that ain't gonna make it through this NBA season, 
and say what you will about Tyron Lue, uh, three t- three teams that he coached made it to the finals and he won one. Okay, so he can boast that he's won a championship before. Um, so that that you can always put on a resume. But uh, you know him leaving Cleveland, you know, is, is like I said, it's the best thing for him. And you got to, and, and I mean, people got to put this in real context. I mean, if this was anybody else, they would say this guy did an amazing job. First yeah. of all, he got through into coaching halfway through a year after having blocked there, and then he had to take over a crew that was dysfunctional. Got him focused, got him to the finals, um, got some things there going. Then one year they changed the the, the roster it's in the right. middle of the year. He he found a way to bring them together and get. And I felt like similar to what Spolster got in Miami, you know, this guy had demonstrated he could coach. Okay, give him a chance with all the distractions out the way for him to figure out how to do it. So it sounded like he was having some debates with the new GM about playing time and veterans and, you know, you know, trying to get these young cats and figuring out how, how the stuff going. And, you know, on Twitter I said it was kind of like the moment in The Wire where, where, uh, where, where Bodie – after Avon went to jail, was still trying to hold down the corners when this young gangster Marlowe was coming in, taking over the corners. And Bodie didn't realize the game had changed until Slim Child said the game done changed. But Bodie was still battling. Happened, LeBron, LeBron left, the game done changed, and Bodie was still battling. And, and was that young Chris that snuck up behind him was like, bop! It just took him out on the corner, and it was all gone. He was going to hold them streets down until they took him out. And Ty was still, even though LeBron was gone, he was going to hold them streets out. And they came up behind him like, it's time to go. You know what? You you just made a a valid point there. Uh, And that is that they did change the GM. So, you know, what they should have did was uh, give him, if if, if the GM wanted his own coach, because you know that's usually the case. Yes. You get a new GM, I I I want to be the one to bring in my man to do my thing. So you're absolutely right. I, that, I, that's a point that I have missed that they changed, they, the GM had, had um, changed the GM as well. And cause yeah. there was some talk of uh, Chauncey Billups potentially being the GM yeah. of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which, you know, I know he ain't, I'm glad he didn't do that. But uh, what that says is Tyron Lue, basically his days was numbered anyhow. Yeah. And they were looking for a reason. Now I'm glad now that you bring that up, it all makes sense. Okay, so let's just go ahead and the minute he started struggling, he can go. And, and Jr., you're gonna be in them vacants too. You yeah. know, you. I think you really you forgot that Avon was gone. That's like, right. I want to trade. Who are we gonna trade you to? Who are we gonna trade you to? The Globe Traders? Who we gonna trade? Who we gonna trade you to, man? The Washington, the, the, the the Washington, no, nobody Washington, like the Washington Federals. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's who they gonna trade him to. He's going to throw the ball to the Globe Trotters anyway. He might as well get paid for it. Dos Equis commercial. Stay thirsty, my friends. (laughs) Stay with Cleveland. The unemployment rate is rising rapidly. And these all, and they they gave him his pink slip, and they said, "You know what? You might as well take your offensive coordinator with you." (laughs) 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 
<laughs> you know, you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson's got to be in the union. Okay? He's got to be in the union. Because he's been the unemployee of the year for the last two years. Okay? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, you know, how can you how can you have like what's he got? Three wins in two years and still got a job. I'm still punching the clock every day. That's like walking in, Darnell, punching the clock and going on break. That's what that's what Hugh Jackson did. Okay? He came in, punched the clock, went on break, came back to work, and went to lunch. That's what he did and kept his job. It was crazy. He went 0-16 last year. 0-16. I, I got the vent on this one, y'all. He went 0-16 last year. All right? Didn't win a game. All right? They go and get the Heisman Trophy winner as their quarterback. This is the cat who they felt was the one to, to, to take them into the next to the next level. Hugh Jackson is the worst and everybody, well, he's a good coach. You said it yourself, D. Oh, yeah, well, I saw him on Hard Knocks. Uh, he's uh, not but Hard Knocks look, you can, look, look, a blind squirrel gets a nut every now and then. All right? The man has won three games and a tie. Okay? And I'm not talking about your Easter tie. In the NFL <laughs> with the Cleveland Browns. And he kept his job. He kept his job. You know what got him fired? You know what got him fired? When he said, well, maybe I should take over calling the offense. The same cat who took over the offense from last year when they went 0-16 and, and ownership finally said, oh, hell no. <laughs> Who gets nothing? It was about time. I mean, you got to get, you got to get, you got to fire yourself. This was the craziest thing. If I was a Cleveland Browns fan, I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my freaking mind. How in the world does this man keep it? They had a play. They had a parade last year for going 0-16. He comes back. And until he says, maybe I'll take over the play calling myself, oh, hell no, you got to go and take him with you. <laughs> I mean, oh. what kind of crazy is that, dude? How do you do that? But I'm not even – I'm not so – I was going to add something on to it. I believe – I'm going to let you have that one. I'm no, not even going to add any more to that one. I can't even defend you. That was the biggest fraud, okay? I, I rest mean, my you case. Could, you could look at – you couldn't even get the affirmative – action people to 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 vouch for Hugh Jackson. You know, we need more black coaches in the NFL. Well, no, not not him. Not you no, you can't you can't you can't get him. Because he's no good. You don't win but three ball games in two years in the NFL? A league that they say is not for long. He's lucky. I have no I have no sympathy for him as a fan. The one thing about it is the one thing I will say we we might have to recognize the uh, progressiveness of both the Cincinnati Bengals and the in the Cleveland Browns. It's they right. hold on to brothers who are underperforming. I you mean, in some way, they they, they, they come up with some Norman tactics. Look, 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 Pookie and Ray Ray and them has got something on those owners. If they still got jobs, man, I mean, they making it hard for the brothers that can coach. That's the thing that makes me mad about this. There's some brothers out there that can flat out coach. Okay, and and Hugh Jackson and, and and Marvin Lewis is making it tough on them because they keep on their jobs, and those kids they they records speak for themselves. 
And I ain't trying. I'm, I'm serious. It's like if I'm a fan of these teams, you're like, damn, what's going on? <laughs> really? And you come right back. Oh, they, they have no intentions of getting rid of him. Wow. Okay, well. Mm-mm. Well, I ain't going to ask him to fire either one of them as long as the Cowboys are keeping Jason Garrett. So as long as you can, you can, you can continue to justify Jason Garrett, then I think Hugh Jackson and Mob Lewis to keep their job. Okay. But as long as you can justify Jason Garrett every year, ah. What, what do you got to say about the Giants, Coach? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But look, speaking look, of the, yeah. the Giants, Coach, since you brought it up, okay, uh, first of all, you got a quarterback that's older than me still playing, all right? And and that's your problem, okay? And, 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 and he doesn't have the running game that they had, although Saquon is good, but the offensive line sucks. And that's an aged team you need to move on. You definitely need to move on from from man. All right. And they already said, well, what if you what if you bench him and bring somebody else in? Well, he's gonna pout on the sideline and divide the team. So you might as well just let them go down the road and then you go ahead and you release him at the end of the season. But that's yeah, that's two years in a row for the Giants being sorry. They should sign Kaepernick and make a statement. No. They're not signing Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> he would improve their offense. With uh, all that layoff, I'll tell you that. A lot of these teams. Yeah. We're going to prove offices a lot of these teams, but those yeah. owners aren't going to do that. Yeah, make it like, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, yeah. we got we, 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 we to do our Kaepernick check-in next time. We, we haven't yeah. done that in a while. That's another topic. We ain't forgot about you, brother. Speaking of we, forgot the cop, we ain't forgot about you. We oh. watch you. Yep. We got you. Speaking of affirmative action and black coaching, we're going to move on. We're going to transition to the black quarterbacks. We've uh, we all we've all seen the uh, outstanding play of Patrick Mahomes this year. We've seen uh, Deshaun Jackson, not Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson have his uh, have a good comeback year after his ACL. But one guy that's been flying off the radar is Cam Newton. Cam Newton had, uh, went against the number one defense in the league last week and displays accuracy. He was 21 for 29, three, uh, 320 yards, something like that, for, uh, where for, I think it was three or four touchdowns. He had a great game, man. You have, did you guys see the game? Um, did you guys see Cam? I saw parts, parts of it, but I would say North Turner has really been good for Cam. Norm, Norm, again, like Hugh Jackson, some people are made to be great offensive coordinators. Maybe that's what he's supposed to be. But North Turner is you can, people can never challenge. If you need to correct your offense and your quarterback, get Norv. He's throwing a rhythm. The other thing is uh, McCaffrey, the way Norv uses the running back, and McCaffrey is a savior. Uh, I wish they would let – he's on my fantasy team. I wish they would give him the ball in the red zone a little bit more. McCaffrey get that ball on the 20. He got to score from there because he know he ain't getting it back. They're going to throw it to somebody else. But he's been distributing. I still get a little worried when he's running at this age. I mean, he's they, they still got some design run plays, and, you know, Cam's got to start advocating for not doing that. But he's throwing a rhythm, and I think Norv has got him getting rid of the ball, and I, I think it's I think it's been a good – people haven't talked about that relationship a lot, but I think there's a lot of respect there, and you can see Cam really feeling comfortable with him as a coordinator. Mm-hmm. People fail to realize that, that this quarterback was three years removed from the Super Bowl. Yes, right. Okay, they forget that this this Cal, this uh, Carolina team won 13, well, 14 ball games a few years ago, and uh, but they couldn't protect Cam, and that was one of the issues <coughs> that they had that they could not protect him, 
And then last year, uh, they was about they was a sniff away from the playoffs again. This is a good Cal- a Carolina Panther team. Okay, this team is a very good team. They've got some weapons for him to get the ball to. All right. Uh, but for whatever reason, they struggle to protect him, or for whatever reason, they struggle to play decent defense. This is a team that every year has been an enigma because when you look at that South, they should be better than what they are, and uh, the NFC South. Uh, and so uh, it's, it should be no surprise in what we're seeing from Cam Newton. Uh, he should be a little bit more calm in the head about getting it together. Uh, but I, no, I'm not surprised. I expect them to again be a playoff contender and another one of those dark horse teams to make it to the Super Bowl. This is a good Carolina Panther team. Okay, um, speaking of quarterbacks, Jacksonville, they do not have one. Listen, again, <laughs> UK, you, you, they're rattled with injury. Uh, you don't have the running game that you had last year, and the defense is not playing like they did. Okay, Blake Bortles was very serviceable last year. If they didn't think so, then they missed the window. They missed the window of opportunity to get one, okay? They thought that they were one play away from the Super Bowl, and now uh, they're having a hard time recapturing that magic. The one thing, though, that has that, that they want to do is run the football, okay? And they don't want to leave it into the hands of Blake Bortles, but they don't have no choice because they can't keep their running backs healthy. And Leonard Fournette is starting to be – Look, looks almost like he's going to be a bust simply because he can't stay on the field. Okay, they had to go get another running back simply because they can't keep that young man on the field. But that's not what Jacksonville wants to do. They don't want to chuck the ball all around the, all around the, the, the yard, and that's what they're being forced to do. So now you're starting to see that Blake Bortles isn't available, um, able to do that. And more importantly, uh, they've demonstrated a, a lack of decision-making and efficiency because they ran up a $65,000 bill in London. I'm trying to figure out what y'all did with $65,000. <laughs> they out there hanging. At that point, y'all, y'all lost me. Look, I'll tell you what they were doing. I'll tell you what they were doing. Look, we hung out. I've hung out. I've been around bills that have been something. $65,000? What y'all eating? Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> I mean, they ain't that much. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong? They had a special guest. Jared Smith was um, in London. That's with right. his shirt off. <laughs> eating Kobe steak. I mean, <laughs> what y'all eat for 65 grand? I mean, I'm in the wrong business. I wanted to be at that party. That's That was one serious party. 65,000? Yep. Think- I was buying something other than food. Something was going on. I ain't gonna say that, but something was going on for thinking five so, so, do you think um, the season's over? Do you think um, Jacksonville should just tank and just try to get a new quarterback in the draft next year? They can't do that because they talk so much junk. They gotta find a way to to, to resurrect. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you can't go out here and call out all the quarterbacks and everything else. Right. And I got them on my fantasy team, and they just have stuck it like. They have no choice but to fight because they talk so much cash. Oh, they talk noise. And so they can't do it. They do it, they're going to get talked about. Right. So they've got to fight. <laughs> to the they, might, they might not have a choice because defense is on the field the whole game. You can't get no points on the board. We losing. No, we losing. Well, you got to be the Ravens defense. You, uh, it, 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 they, can't, they can't win if they can't score if you're that good. Yeah. They can't win, you can't score, and then you, 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 you play field position. 
If you're that good, you, they can't win if they can't score. Right. But the same thing is going the other way because we turn – no, we – I keep saying we, but they keep turning the ball over. Um, you get two – you get you consistently get two or three turnovers a game. That's yeah. what – I mean, You do you remember them Raven teams where they didn't score for like a three-week period with turn the ball over? They were just – you turn it over, you just ain't going to score. And then we going to score. I mean, that's what you got to do. When you talk as much junk, they talk. I don't know if that's what it is. They're not the Ravens, though. Yeah, they're good, but they're not on that level. They're not 2000s Ravens. Well, but, um, the J- speaking of, we're going to stick with the Jags here. They made a trade. They traded Dante Fowler Jr. out of Florida, good pass rusher, extremely athletic, to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, this is, this is just straight off fair, man. You already had. Aaron Donald, you had Dominican Sue, you had Michael Brockers, now you have Dante Fowler Jr. Rest in peace, Tom Brady. This is not <laughs> man, this is not gonna end well. <laughs> oh, they're gonna have some problems, man. Well, that, that, first of all, what you're saying is that the depth is great. Okay. Um you can't double team anybody. You can't double team anybody, but uh, they can let them guys get up the field if they want. All right, before you say rest in peace, you first of all, uh, you saw what Aaron Rodgers should have did to him before he got there. All right, he got right. bamboozled by Ty Montgomery. He got bamboozled by Ty Montgomery. You're absolutely right. You get you a quarterback. Don't say rest in peace, my toes, because these quarterbacks can let this ball go. They just they just let you keep coming. That you keep coming, and oh, and oh, by the way, yeah. with the with with the wuss rule right now in the NFL, they can't hit him like they want to hit him anyhow. Well, so they can only get in his way. So all he got to do is step to the side. And don't get me wrong, okay? I think the Rams they they should be the Super Bowl representative right now. They're showing everybody they got to, but but not just because of that that front line, that defensive front. But you got Ty Gurley, who is you know an MVP candidate in his own right. Okay, they're they they've got they got one of the best uh, young coaches in the league. They they they've got a formidable form, formidable team. That being said, they got beat by Atlanta last year in the playoffs. They got to get it together. Okay, so they got to show that they can get it in. I think it's a good move. I think you. I think yeah. the more depth you got, the better. But uh, unless one of those guys is on the end, <laughs> you know they both play in the middle. Well, no, um, Dante Fowler is an end guy. He's in? Bro- yeah, Bro- Brockers can play on the end. Yeah. And Aaron Donald is versatile. The thing about yeah, he's versatile. thing I saw about Aaron Donald is he's leading the league in sacks. He has 10 sacks already. And he's, um, and he his double team rate, he's getting double teams on 70% of his snaps. Let me tell you something. Every time I hear Aaron Donald's name, my stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my stomach hurts. Let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> Because being where I'm at, Aaron Donald was on the board the year he got drafted by the Detroit Lions, and they took Eric Ebron. My stomach hurt. Yeah, you know what? You know, you know, also still on the board? Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. You could have had Odell Donald. and Megatron. Oh, my God, but you could have had Aaron Donald and Indominus Sue in Detroit. Oh, man. They in LA now, but yeah, you could have uh-huh. had them back then. That's the reason why I'm a Steeler fan. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that's it. That's hey. it. Those decisions. Those decisions, Those just like that, decisions. right? I'm not gonna add any more to that Ram conversation because, oh, yeah, they they're they're um they're gonna be great. Um, yeah. but you know, playoffs are different. 
Playoffs are different. There's been a lot of dominant teams with front lines. Um, you know, they're going to have a good back end. You know, they, 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 they put themselves in the driver's seat. It was probably obvious that uh, Fowler was probably there, you know, at the $65,000 guru, probably played a major role. That's probably why they sent him out. So then you got to worry about what was that all about. But I think he's coming into a locker room. You know, the Rams organization has committed to winning. I mean, L.A. has got a team that has decided, both teams, the Chargers. I mean, these teams are playing to win. A, a place like L.A. with all the stuff they got going on, they don't really deserve that. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, are you, the people, you know who mad? St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why couldn't, same one, why couldn't you have done this in St. Louis? Well, you have fans who are going to show up. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to be showing up late. But that was the NFL. That was the NFL. They had to have a team in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, and that's a shame because a team, a team like uh, a, a city like St. Louis didn't do nothing wrong. They showed yeah. up. They supported the team. They bought the merchandise. They bought the season ticket. They built a new stadium. RCA. That's right. Dinner. That's not fair, and they, they they deserve another team there. But uh, this was the NFL. This was the NFL. They had to have a team in the biggest market, TV market. So they moved the Rams back, okay? And they offered them so much money. And the same thing with, with the Chargers. The money was too good for those for them to stay there. Those that's teams right. simply could not afford them. And that's a shame. That's, that's really a shame. But, I mean, it's a great – I mean, they're, they're you know, if they win the Super Bowl, it's right here in the front line. I mean, the teams like – I said you got to be strong on both sides of the lines. This team this team is strong on both sides. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the people who talk the loudest are what? Closest to the football. Yeah. You know, they don't have a lot of cats on the wide, on the outside talking. Mm-hmm. New York, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, not too much New York talk today. But mm-hmm. um, I know you wanted to talk touch on um, Jameis Winston and um, his recent struggles. Do you think um, Jameis Winston is a bust or is it too early to say that? He is a Heisman bust, okay? He is a Heisman bust. I don't – you know, the thing is about Jameis Winston is – that that bothered me even back when he was at Florida State was immensely talented. Okay, he has a professional pro arm and could be one of the better quarterbacks. But between his ears is cigarette ashes. Okay, he just simply does not focus. He do stuff. The things that he did back at Florida State, he's doing at the pro level. Okay, you can't do that. Okay, the the. Uh, the, the amount of detail, the, the attention to detail at the pro game is so much greater than it is at the collegiate game, and you're just not going to have everybody protect you, okay? What the Tampa Bay Bucks did was they invested a ton of cash on this kid, all right, until he got hurt or until he got suspended, all right, uh, and they went with, 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 uh, with Fitz there. He started clowning. He made that team his own, okay? This is a veteran who's got one more shot. He did what veterans do. So then you get uh, Winston to come back into the game, and what happens? Okay, he 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 stinks up the place. He stinks up the place. So now there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. so 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 there you are. So there you are. So yeah, he's a Heisman bust. Okay, he was he was good for what he did, but uh, he's a Heisman bust. So I, I'm because I want to make sure I got this right. I, I, I he's not a Heisman bust in the sense that he he this is he's the first quarterback in NFL history, I believe. He said that uh, started a career with consecutive seasons of 4,000 yards passing. His first That's couple – didn't have a running game. But, but, again, he was playing, and they didn't have a lot of around him. And, remember, they moved Lovey out. 
and this was part of the opposite coordinator that put him in again part of the deal is continuity there was no reason to let lovey go there was none lovey lovey created a, a, a scenario that Jameis was going under but again everybody wants to shot the hot shot quarterback coach and all this other stuff to go through so part of it's an organizational decision but he was playing then he made a stupid decision i always say a thing about Jameis is i think he's socially awkward then you got a whole bunch of other issues that are coming into poorly poor decisions and at the end of the day you are the ceo of the team he's failed in that leadership category but from his numbers you don't start off look at we're giving luck all kinds of wiggle room and this kid was the first in in nfl history to start two seasons four thousand dollar yards i mean four thousand yards passing but yet we making all kinds of excuses for luck all kinds of crazy and part of the reason why we can't do this is because of his off-field behavior but if you're just judging him by who he's progressing on the field he did it now when that happened now it's like can you trust him and so missing these games coming back knowing you got a coach who's got to win because his job is on the line so there's other things about it but when you think about he didn't start off his career not putting up positive numbers compared to what you see so well i'm gonna say this they let him go watch him shine he's not gonna be somebody who's not gonna shine somewhere else let him go somewhere else he's gonna shine because his numbers tell he can he's just he gotta get in the right locker room here's but he the, thing, the quality but see here's the thing okay we, we you say that and but when you talk about luck what you're talking about is his bad luck and his injury problem okay no his bad play oh, a lot of interceptions he did and everybody blamed on everybody else well here's the thing about but but with james is when you say trust him you got to be on the field man if yes i give you that and if everything off the field is keeping you from playing yes okay then it doesn't matter if you ain't playing yes and that's my point it's like but a bus so is that you're not playing on the field his numbers on the field don't rep his progression in the field didn't wasn't a trajectory of a bus his other stuff outside the field is what's causing us to talk but not his his potential in the field not with these numbers but one thing i gotta say is james winston's still young i think he how old yes. is he? he's 26. Uh, yes. he, he can still develop like we still we we we're seeing guys like um case Keenum, kirk cousins they coming on they get in the right situation they can take their teams deep in the playoffs. But um Jameis Winston, I think he can um he can get it together. But Let me ask you this. If if Lovey was still the coach, do you think he'd be going through this? Yes. That's a good question. I think, I think so. Jameis is Jameis, but you guess No, I think Lovey I thought I think Lovey had a good handle on him. I think Lovey I think he respected Lovey because Lovey had that father figure piece. Lovey was remember when Lovey left, they would they was the trajectory was like this, but somebody thought it was cool to get a little offensive coordinator. Lovey had him going like this. Now we ain't gonna talk about Lovey at Illinois. But no. Lovey had him going like this. Here's the thing. I, 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 I do believe that when he first came into the league, he tried to do right, okay? Um, because he came in there with that reputation. That's what I think. And I think that for him and and and, and his and his agent and all them folks around Jameis Winston said to him, just don't do nothing stupid until you get this money and then go out there and play. All right, and don't get yourself in trouble. But like I started when I said this, the boy could be one he the young man could be one of the finest quarterbacks in the league, but in between his ears is cigarette ashes. For some reason he just don't 
He don't comprehend that he can't. He got to cool it off the field. Him getting suspended and stuff like that. That's going to carry. It's going to be hard because he's got to play so hard just to say I'm this kind of player. Because the one thing you can't, your teammates, you could be the biggest a hole in the league as long as you're there every week. As Allen Hardy, okay, or, or or Greg Hardy, okay. I'm just saying that's just the way the NFL is. You I mean, but I, I understand that. But let's be but real. You become, but you become a but you become a liability when you can't be when you ain't on the field. Look, his quarterback rating overall is like 87, something like this. But look, he's already got over 12,000 with all those misses. He's already got 12,000 yards. He was a he was, he was one of the youngest players to get to 10,000 passing yards. So when you're talking about everything we're talking about is right, it's off the field. But when it comes to what he's done on the field, when you're saying that one, what Luck was doing, like this is including Luck. This is including Luck. He's he was one of the fastest guys to ever get to 10,000 yards at, at a time span. He's at 12,000 yards. So when you're talking about the numbers, he put the numbers up. So the other things you're talking about, I think, are very important. But his football stuff says he ain't a bust. But well, a lot of people look, putting up numbers in this new NFL. We say. I said a lot of people putting up numbers in his new. Now, a lot of people because he's one of the few. And look, the statement says one of the only, the few. That don't mean everybody. But how many? How many of those? The how many of those, those numbers? He, he was younger than Drew, Drew, a guy called Drew Bledsoe. How many of those numbers though uh, uh, translated into victories and the W's? They did translate, and then he got hurt the last three games of the season. When they look at some of these years, he was injured. Like if you really look at the story and the context of the story of when he. He did this stuff in a season where he still missed three games because he was injured. Yeah, but Car yeah, what I was getting at is this, the new NFL, there's going to be some people, some, a lot of these new guys are going to end up uh, on that list too. You're going to Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying you can't give all that up. See, you want to give it. Here we go again. We want to be selective praise. The new selective NFL. praise. Man, I'm saying judging for all the stuff that Hank said, judging. I think Hank is on about that because you got to stay present. You you are the CEO. I agree with that. But when I when we talk about bus, it's usually a connected to statistics. It's I'm not okay. Right? It's usually it's it's usually number here. But, but statistically, he he's not a bust. Hey, okay, okay, if right I now, can't call okay, bus listen, if he's not on the field, near then over. what is he? Okay, is he starting? Is he starting Sunday? Nope. Because they got to win right now. He don't came in like halfway through the season. Okay. So, you know, you know, and they, they got to get revved up. I understand that. But I'm going to say, Tampa Bay, let him go and watch. Oh, so Fitz going to take you somewhere? Let him go. And let the thing about it, the coach will be gone. Well, I tell you what. We, okay, we can always – we can we can put a pin in this one. And come we'll back. take him to Pittsburgh. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all let him go. We'll take him to Pittsburgh. We know. We know. Ben. Huh? Hey, hey, you know, thinking, hey, what you said? Tomlin to give him that. Tomlin to give him that. He'll be like, pretty, pretty, too. Pretty, pretty, too. Hey, <laughs> he'll just be focused on football. Huh? He can go up the street to Jacksonville. I, he, hey, right now, he'll help Jacksonville. I bet you Jalen Ramsey want him. I bet you Jalen Ramsey, no, like. They, they was best friends back in Florida State. Jalen Ramsey, like, bring him to us. Well, stay tuned on this one, then. All right. <laughs> this got a little hot tonight for what I thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thought you dropped them numbers in. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I had some great numbers when I went to work. I was one of the best employees. I was one of the best employees they had when I punched in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I got that one without never mind. I can't even say that. Move on. Yeah, next question. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.